So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. So here with Bears and Trees, we're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspires you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Uh, so we started the band when we were in school. Uh, me and Callum have been doing music for a very long time. We met Nick in high school. We started this really kind of not very good, more punky band just to like make very loud noise for our friends to <laughs> mosh it to. But we really enjoyed making music, and Callum went to college and met George doing music production. And from there, we were just like, we really just want to make some good music, effectively. Um, Bears and Trees, uh, we wish I had a better story, um, but we just... Got it from. We spent weeks trying to yeah. come up with it. <laughs> we couldn't agree on it. We, we went on. We went yeah. on a band name generator, and it came out with bears and submarines. Uh-huh. And we all kind of sat around. And we were like, "Oh, that name's so dumb." That's ha, a dumb name. What a dumb name. <laughs> and then someone said, "I don't know. I don't even know who said it." Someone we said, listening. "Bears, we bears and listening. trees." And bears yeah. and trees just came out of the "Let's make fun of bears and submarines" by this. Yeah. I right. Bears and trees just uh, the best worst name. So yeah. there we are. That's interesting. Oh. We haven't gotten. We just used a band name generator, and then. We should have thought of a new name just because of the fact that it's not an interesting <laughs> Wait, can you tell us the name of your like just loud band that you just made at school? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's still evidence of it on the internet, so um, I don't know how, how, how good it is to... <laughs> Would you like to... Yeah, yeah, we were called the November Criminals. Nevada. Um, okay. And that, that was after, uh, that was like a history reference, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, well, it was, we were studying um, like World War II in history and like that's what they called the German people who signed the Treaty of Versailles is the November criminals. Mm-hmm. And we just were like, ah, oh. well, me and another that's, cool. like, that's, that's a cool name. And we just kind of used it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're 50, anything flies. <laughs> that sounds really cool to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, about the old band, would you ever re-record any of the songs that you made, or are they just, are you just not? Probably not. Right, but on that note, we've actually was taken um, a line from one of the older songs, and we referenced oh. it in one of our songs one of our that new songs, coming out. Yeah. The, the kind of hook of it is now going to be in a new song yeah. that's coming out. It's still in our minds. I think with the old band is, um, the songs weren't bad, and they weren't... Um, Kind of, they were they weren't very well recorded, obviously. But in terms of writing, they weren't that bad. But I just feel like they um, they didn't really say much. They were just kind of us, kind of getting to grips with how to write songs and what we wanted to write about and learning okay. what song was. And um, but yeah, I, I don't think any of them need <laughs> to be recreated. I, don't, I, don't think they're okay. I get that. But like re-recording them wouldn't really, we wouldn't gain anything from it. Yeah, we couldn't like use our time better. Yeah, we could just write better songs. <laughs> okay, I get that. That's understandable. So, <laughs> so congrats on your newest release, I Want to Feel Chaotic. How do you feel about the response you got to it, and why did you choose to drop all of the songs on it as singles? So the response the has been, been pretty, pretty mad. Yeah, yeah. The response has been and crazy. We didn't expect any kind of... I mean, we don't expect anything ever, really. But yeah. this was a continued cycle of how are we keeping this going, yeah, which is very nice. It kind of keeps blowing us away really mm. yeah like the first one came out on the first of january and it was kind of like a whole new year and everything just took a whole massive step up starting at the very start of the year definitely i think we chose them all to be singles because i think each one is kind of it tells a story on its own so yeah to speak. yeah they're all quite different um they kind of they fit together nicely but they they all sound they're all quite different sound wise and 
So our, our last release, Icy Blue, they, as a, as a collection, tell a single story. And they all are very sonically similar, and yeah, they sound very similar. But with I Want to Feel Chaotic is, yeah, each bit is, is its own its own thing that kind of comes together in an overall feel rather than like a specific story. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So speaking of that EP, where was your headspace at while you were writing it? Oh, in the ground. I want to feel chaotic. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Lyrically in the in the ground. Lyrically in the ground. <laughs> Musically it was pretty fun. <laughs> I think yeah, it was it's kinda like when me and Nick were writing the lyrics, I think all of them tended to be about uh very kind of like dark topics because I think we were both going through very difficult transitions and a lot of things were happening that weren't very good in our lives and I think we were trying to cope with those and I think musically we wanted to reflect that kind of like brighter hopeful feel we Mm. we were really obviously because the lyrics can be really dark in a lot of places I think we wanted the music to sound hopeful like we'd found Mm. the end we'd constructively dealt with it yeah. yeah, and it was—it's the brightest period we've been in as a band. It was the first time we could write songs completely in a. Mm-hmm. We were in the same place at the same time. We weren't yeah. like in three like yeah. different yeah. like cities in the UK, and we weren't like we could actually all wrote all the songs in the studio all together at the same time, and it was like the nicest experience to be able to write that. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. the content was dark, I think. <laughs> That's so cool. well, the being in the same place at the same time meant that they kind of yeah they they came into a, a whole new realm of yeah, songwriting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome yeah. to hear. So, how do you feel about the growth that has happened from your debut to now? It's been crazy. It's been <laughs> crazy. I mean, the, the growth is weird because, like, we've always grown, which is obviously really nice and really exciting for us. But there's never been like a a massive step up. It's always been like a slow growth. So we don't really see it until. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then every every now and again, you take a step back and you're like, oh, hang on a minute, let's look at this. Mm-hmm. You look at yeah, where we were yeah. when we started, you know, like in regards to music, lyrics and the the growth in the, the band's kind of like platform, yeah. it's it you, it's so starkly different. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's crazy how much it's improved. Now. And it's so rewarding to see like hard work pay off. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> growth, which is so yeah, for sure. But we're still the same, like we still write a lot of our songs like just in like living rooms or bedrooms. Like yeah. Like I think like fundamentally that hasn't changed you know which is kind of weird because i feel like a lot of people look in and they're like oh these guys must be like professional professional like, like, we, we are far from professional. <laughs> <laughs> um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process and how do you think it's changed since that first release yeah well li- well the lyrics come from these two who Ian writes this Ian uses the same four chords and just writes lyrics over them and over and over. <laughs> so the lyrics are just kind of their own entity, they're not a song yet. Yeah. Um and then and then they get brought to us as a band and we read through them and work out what we want and what kind of feel do we want from the song, what do we want where do we want it to go, kind of a rough idea of what we want. And then basically we just jam mm. and we see what happens. A lot of the time it comes <laughs> out of just being, playing with our instruments and just going, oh, that sounds really nice. Let's let's see what happens if we do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the process hasn't changed as such. Like we still have the same, we just get together and make noises until it sounds nice. Yeah. But nowadays we spend a lot more time on like certain parts in like asking like, what do we want this part to sound like? How do you want it to feel, you know? I think the difference is in 
the production. Whereas yeah. if we, we still write the songs the same way, I, we will still present lyrics to the band and we'll try and work out how to make a song structure. But then I think it's mainly with, with George, is just like made the, the, the songs so much better, is, is, is taking that time to really yeah, fine tune everything. Hmm. Yeah, it's about um, kind of taking that song and producing it rather than just going straight from writing to recording to releasing. You take it from writing to, you know, developing production and just spend a bit more time kind of crafting it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Wait, so you guys don't usually just go in and just play a song how you already have, like, an outline, how you want it to hear? It's just usually a jam session? Yeah, that's pretty rare. Um, Like, (laughs) Rally's a lunatic, Ian had. Rally's a lunatic. I I just kind of, like, wrote a demo track to, Mm -hmm. like, the special chords I thought were quite interesting. Similar to like nights like these, it was just I, I found some interesting chords. But for most of most of our songs, they come out of jam session. They're just like, yeah. oh, this sounds cool if I do this, and now we should change it so we gently change it when we feel we need to. Yeah, like lyrically, it's always just like notes pages on our phone. Yeah, and the lyrics are just uh, often just lists of what like <laughs> it's not split into verse or chorus. It would just be like a poem. It's like taking a poem and making it into a song, wow. and That's rather cool. than. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you were going. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what artists do you think you can hear in your music, if any? What can we hear personally? Yeah. Um, well, I think I personally hear kind of like you've got the in in terms of lyrics, you've got influences from like Fall Out Boy. I can definitely hear the Front Bottoms and those kind of like American more emo bands. But in terms of sounds, we take a lot of inspiration from like a, a lot of UK indie artists like Wadodi and then also I would say all the way to like the Wombats mm-hmm. and the kind of like places we gain a lot of our musical inspiration. That's what I would probably say Well, I hear it. Yeah, there there are a few bands who we all actually like. And there are, there are like maybe four or five bands who we actually all agree we listen to regularly. Yeah. And the rest we all just have our own interest in like various different genres and I think you can kind of, we can you can kind of hear that come together in a weird kind of way where someone will take an idea from a different genre and it will be brought in to try and create our own little genre which is <laughs> which is very yeah. interesting because <laughs> <laughs> we all yeah we all listen to just wild widely different types of music yeah. uh, so cool. wait, so, oh wait I, I want to ask yeah. this wait so you mentioned Dodie what other like music do you guys listen to because you all have separate like taste in music I so me, me and ian listen to a lot of like um like emo kind of pop punk mm-hmm. uh kind of heavier music but also like um like hip-hop rap r&b yeah, yeah. and i think i think you listen to more r&b and then i kind of diverge from you by listening to a lot more folk which yeah i think sure. interesting yeah um but we to like and then i listen to like a lot of dodie and all and that kind of area um Tips. and also a massive musical theater nerd and Ooh. also studied classical music at university, so also have that side of classical music and opera on, on just to add to the side of, of all of the rest. <laughs> um, and then George is... <laughs> um, I guess I'm kind of like indie pop, nice, sparkly, twinkly sort of things. Uh, oh. And then like sometimes slightly heavier stuff, sometimes slightly more electronic sort of stuff. Mm. And like um, I do like music production. So I guess I just kind of take ideas from Which, anywhere I kind of hear them and try and sort of weave them in, in places. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly yeah. how, yeah, I think we all just kind of take loads and loads of ideas. 
So, Glory's Dead said on me asking this question. Can you tell us a little bit more about that album, Bits and Pieces? Because I always find the short albums to be super interesting. So, I want to know, like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. That was in, it was in a coffee shop. Me and Callum just meeting up in a coffee shop. In Which I, I think I was talking about how albums just suddenly, I don't know when we were talking about it, they suddenly started to include interludes a lot more. Mm-hmm. And we were saying like how interesting it would be, especially because we're so we're spending so long apart. Uh, we all went to well, me and Cal went to the same union. Um, other than that, we went to different unions. But um, we were having such different lives, and then being able to write a load of really small songs to create a big collection that kind of made a more collagey attempt at making an album um, was really interesting. And we all kind of like sometimes we came together and we wrote mm. some songs together. Mm-hmm. Which like empty space and inside out, inside out and fire, yeah. which isn't actually on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then some of them would be me and Callum would just go to his house and we would just record vocals. Um, George would just make like electronic Alph- beats, alphabetical, alphabetical. and I don't know. I just did on my own. I think. Yeah. And then some. My my, fav- my favorite is getting a call from Alfred, which was a, a phone conversation we had on a rooftop in Southampton at like three a.m. after a night out. Mm-hmm. Uh, between me, Ian, and George, and someone we knew called Alfred. Um, and then Callum plays it too. Yeah, it's just like it's a spooky thing. Really just like a meaningless phone call or an Audrey phone call. But they're all like really, really super compressed stories mm-hmm. from, yeah. like, I guess, like the middle of our university lives, which I find, I think is really, really sweet. And then, and then we took um, Don't Drink Coffee. Yeah. That, that was written for the purpose of that yeah. kind of little album. Um, but I think we just liked it so much we kind of made it into yeah we made it into more of a production and then put it as an interlude on I see blue but I think I think bits and pieces are a really nice bridge between let's sleep on it which feels a lot more kind of about like late adolescence it's kind of a very kind of adolescent album and then it shows this nice transition towards I see blue as a project I think on newer era yeah Yeah. wow solid also about um, a call from Alfred if that's if I got that right. Why were you guys on the roof? Like, just chilling. It was a heavy night, uh, heavy night out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got out of clubs, uh, pretty much. Um, and, and I was like, hey guys, hey guys, I know there's a really cool spot where there's a really great view. Uh-huh. And these guys were like, oh, that sounds that's great. Amazing. Like, we should go do that. And then I take yeah. them this uh effectively like a flat complex that had this huge scaffolding up the side it was like and we just they were just like i knew there were just like ladders all the way up so i was like we just got here and they were like oh what and i was like no trust we go we go up the ladders and there's this like beautiful platform up top where you can see like it's in southampton so you see the dock and the sea and like you see the lights shining off Mm. the sea and you see the city that's now at night time is just like the silence of what was a buzzle, bustling city, and it's yeah. this really beautiful kind of like ending moment. I found it was um, yeah, it, it was, was lovely. It was so beautiful, but I was also slightly scared. <laughs> terrified. Like, yeah. They were terrified. And I it's, climbed. It's just a, it's just a building site at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know. <laughs> so, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to your music? We talk about nostalgia. A lot of people say nostalgia, definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's a combination of 
I think nostalgia, catharsis, and hope. I think those are the three we try and like get across. Like looking back and enjoying the stories that happen, um, trying to process kind of the sadness and the darker thoughts in a, a way that kind of gets them out and and feels um, like like a community kind of getting through all these kind of darker thoughts, and then also uh, hopeful that everything can get better and you can um, think about these in a healthy way and you can eventually become a healthier person. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So since shows can't be played right now, how are you guys planning? How are you guys like connecting with your fans during this weird time? We have a, um, we have a discord server, which has over a thousand people, which is really oh, cool. What? Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So we do weekly games nights on there, which is really sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just play Pictionary pretty much. (laughs) 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 I think in some ways it's been quite good that it's kind of made us work out other ways to Mm -hmm. to interact with fans and stuff. And we didn't gig all that often before lockdown. Yeah. And I feel like now we're we're doing more than we did before lockdown. Yeah. We we would like. When lockdown started, we were doing weekly live streams, and we were really like pushing like that kind of, kind of really integrating that live, mm-hmm. um, kind of side mm-hmm. through the internet somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good for us to do it. I, think. Yeah. I mean, it's only like we've only confirmed our first tour this year, and it's the end of the year. Oh. Uh, so yeah, we weren't, we weren't very live before. Yeah, then. before we would like when we started, we'd be playing like a few dive bars around Palo Alto and. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, we slowly started playing London shows, but for the most part, it was just to our mates. And then slowly we started seeing fans come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got a large fan base kind of in America and in other parts of the UK, which can't, haven't been able to see us yet. So we're about to start tour, which is like a whole whole new kind of chat. That's a big deal, though. Yeah. 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 Congrats on that. Wow. <laughs> so do you guys have a dream venue that you're trying to hit? I would love to. My dream venue is, uh, so you have the O2 Academy Brixton, mm-hmm. which is like this big, I think 5,000 capacity venue in South London. And when we were growing up, all our favorite bands were through there. So we saw yeah. like um, All Time Low, Sleeping With Sirens, You Meet At Six, you meet at six um, The Wombats, uh, like pretty much any big yeah. band you saw there, mm-hmm. Mayday Parade. Uh, so yeah, just to be on that stage would be ridiculous. It would be crazy. Yeah. It's a huge stage. <laughs> yeah. I personally think that would be really cool, but I do like the really intimate gigs. I like smaller stages generally. And like any small stage in America would be crazy. That's <laughs> that's kind of the goal. I want one of those shows where like you see people like jumping up onto the stage, like crowd surfing on yeah, the stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it's like kind of Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so I know you guys said you don't play shows very often, but when you did play shows, what were your top three songs to perform live? Ooh, Ooh. Um, Ooh that's a thinker. That's a good question. This is all getting a good run. Yeah, yeah, song definitely has to be out there because probably that's our on paper our most most popular song, like in terms of Spotify streams and stuff. So everyone knows the words, so everyone gets behind it, and it's really lovely to to kind of really get into it mm-hmm. yeah. I really like playing Sing Pretty I think yeah. that one always goes well yeah I think and I am cold I think it's along those lines of 
it's quite easy to play. It's like it's basically two chords the whole way through. So on that point, you don't have to think about it too much. You just yeah, yeah. You put it down and you yeah. just go. Yeah, it's great. I love when, so we actually we didn't. It wasn't that we didn't play live very often. We did play live quite like a little bit. And every time I did, I, I loved it. We did. We, we loved it because it's we we can have such energy and like we get an entire like crowd to do it. And we did one acoustic gig where we tried to play I Cold, but we didn't have a synth. And there's a big synth line at the end. And then we just had like a crowd of people just shouting the synth line at us. <laughs> we're jamming it. And it was just so so great, so nice. And then this other time when we were doing, it, um, oh, what's it called? Good Rhymes. Um, we were in the top floor of this quite rickety vegan cafe <laughs> and we had like loads and like, like a, a good amount of fans, a good amount of friends. But we were told like from a certain point towards the stage, the building wasn't very stable. So you weren't allowed to dance from like that point on. <laughs> oh and God. so we were like, oh, everyone, but it's really hard because our music gets everyone dancing and gets the energy. But with good rhymes, what we always used, what we always kind of do is we get before the last chorus, we get everyone to get like low and then we all jump up for the last chorus and dance and we had the entire building like properly <laughs> shaking it was like it was just shaking yeah. it was crazy because we were like jump up but like go mental within reason within yeah. reason yeah, within yeah. Reason. yeah. don't jump make the building claps exactly yeah. 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 you see like the sound engineer's face just going like, white no, no, no. the minute we feel everyone to get down the building is still there. It's, still it's all good. Yeah, yeah. You guys didn't make it clap. All right, that's good. Yeah, you guys yeah. weren't there last show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did they basically just say, okay, so just you guys can dance and whatever, just don't don't go that hard. I think they normally yeah. had like, it, it, was a, it was a vegan cafe and yeah. friends were putting on this show and they said, do you want to play? And normally I think they have acoustic acts in this place or like kind of... Oh. Like a man of his guitar, someone with you know that kind of thing, and they don't normally have bands, drum kits, and all that sort of stuff, so they weren't quite sure. We, we walked in, and they were pretty, yeah. Yeah. they had, like set out like rows yeah. of seats, they sat out like, yeah. like, like, like a chair now. We were like, oh, people aren't gonna want to sit down. So we were like, oh, hey, can we like remove these? And the guy was like, what? We just put all these out. <laughs> <laughs> They were really lovely. They were fantastic. Yeah. It was they were the they were some of the nicest people yeah. there. They were so accommodating. They just wanted to make sure their like not for profit vegan cafe stayed standing. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. And we did everything we could to make sure it did. <laughs> so where do you see the band in the next five years? Oh uh, who knows? How long until lockdown ends? Um <laughs> Hopefully, oh. still alive and kicking. Well, that yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, um, it's. I think it's impossible to to know because we keep kind of being surprised by our growth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I, I guess we don't expect it. It's just nice when it happens. I think yeah, just to be doing bigger and better tours. Yeah, just to just just to like carry on going and just. Spending more yeah. time writing songs, yeah. producing yeah. like interesting works, collaborating with like artists that we admire, mm -hmm. yeah. like like not even like super famous like people, but just like cool producers and like different people. Mm -hmm. Just like because right now we all have jobs or we're at uni, so this is all like you know when we get the time, yeah. And like we yeah, write and almost completely produce our own music mm -hmm. uh, all by ourselves, and it'd be nice to just kind of like get more of a team going and yeah, having like a yeah. more diverse, like having someone to do videography for us and like, like have, grow as a band and like as a group and collective yeah, for sure. as well.
So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and we're going to go straight to death row. Uh, so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Wow. I, I, I was I, so I, confused by that transition. Can you have an all-you-can-eat buffet? Yeah. You <laughs> might just keep going. Yeah. But, I don't, but if that counts, then all-you-can-eat buffet, like all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet would be my choice. Okay, if not, it would be like some like noodles and like some like chicken or something. That would be awesome. All right. Wait, do you have a drink? A drink? Oh. A drink. A uh, chocolate milkshake. Chocolate milk. Right, wait, would that go well with the Chinese food? <laughs> yeah. Oh, chocolate milk is everything. He does think that milk goes well with the Chinese food. Oh, okay, that's a new one. Alright, sure, sure. Mine would either be like a, a margarita pizza, because I'm like that, and I think it's the best pizza ever. Or yeah. like my like a lasagna, like a really homely, well-made, probably lasagna actually, like mm. really well-made lasagna. And for a drink, I would probably drink uh, rum and coke until I didn't have to uh, know that I was having going to death row. <laughs> 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 I think mine would be a nice lamb steak with uh, some like creamy potatoey stuff. Mm-hmm. With um, you got to have to set that as well. Got to have um, <laughs> profiteroles. Okay. So, um, yeah, food I would also have the fish. Yeah, with a nice glass of prosecco. Nice. Ooh. 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 I want like, I want like fresh lobster from the Red Sea. <laughs> 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 it's like a meal I've never had before. Like I can just, you know, I'm assuming they're, they're doing, they're going yeah. out like, it's just Frank, Frank 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 so they can't play. Yeah, like, I want gold leaf yeah. over the top of it. <laughs> yeah. I want like. Harry Spoon. Yeah. Why <laughs> <laughs> I just got an Oreo milkshake to really freaking. An Oreo milkshake. Okay. All right. So, if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? <sighs> this is really hard. hard. That's hard. Um, do you? Do you? I, I need some clarification. So, if you're in the fiction, like, say you picked like a magical one. Are you just you, or do you get magical powers as well? You can get magical powers. Yeah. Oh, that, oh that, that's even more of a tough decision. Um, okay. I would be uh, in the universe of like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh, yeah. That'd be really cool because they have some really cool stuff in that that mm. book and film series. I would just like love the dramatic irony happening throughout. <laughs> I want to be okay. So I just, this is because I want to know how he feels. Have you all seen SpongeBob? So I'm not SpongeBob. I want to be the guy in most SpongeBob episodes who shouts "My leg." You want to be that guy? <laughs> oh my, <laughs> that, <you know>? so <laughs> my leg guy. Yeah, I don't know how. I wonder what his life is. You got a point. Okay. I never thought about that. <laughs> I think I'd like to be in Toy Story. Would you be a toy? Would you be someone trying to imagine? Would you be a toy? That'd be great. Yeah. What toy? I'm thinking. Oh, I'd be a little toy train. Oh, little adorable. Awesome. The little George fan. I think I want to pick a Disney movie. Maybe like The Incredibles. Had like a cool. Could be like a cool power. 
Mm-hmm. Like, but then, like, wouldn't the law hate? Wouldn't everyone hate you? No, but in the latest Incredibles, in oh, Incredibles yeah, yeah, yeah. two, they're they're finally getting to follow that kind of Incredibles. Exactly. So I have the honor of asking the last question, and everyone we've spoken to has said the most important question: What is your favorite oh, color? Orange. Oh, I was going to say orange. orange. Oh, you can have the same favorite color. No, you can't. <laughs> no, yeah, orange. I always just instinctively say orange. Whether it is or not, that's my answer. Orange? Purple for me, yeah. Mine would be kind of like blue slash turquoise, like between those two tones. Mm-hmm. Right in that gap. Well, and this is right. an ultramarine, aquamarine, that, that oh. color. Very precise. I'm an artist. I mean, if you have a hex code. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically, I'm like, hashtag F63. So, as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Plug? Oh, it depends when this is is coming out. Uh, Probably a couple weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a new single out. Yeah. Uh, in at the end of August. at the end of August, hopefully. Oh yeah, but, it should be it should be out by then. Yeah. Sweet. Perfect. So Sweet. if you if you're hearing this, then maybe we've announced it by now. Maybe we haven't. <laughs> There's a new single coming yeah. at some point. Right. Exciting. <laughs> All right, solid. All right. Um, so thank you for sitting out with us. This has been uh, Bears and Trees, and we're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>